Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You Pod, coming to you again after the wonderful uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, how was everybody's holiday? Or oh, Thanksgiving, at least. Let's not all speak good. at once. Well, yeah, let's all speak at once. Uh, now, nah, I'll say this. Uh, it was cool. I got out of town, got to see my god kids. Uh, Got to really turn up. Um, turn up. You know, some niggas. When I was the guy kids, I mean, that was uh, that was just sitting around. My godson running around crazy. He like four years old. Uh, he got me for my chain. The shit was gold plated anyway, but it looked better on him. Uh, saw my goddaughter. It was great. Um, saw my country cousins. No blood, but it's all love and shit. And all these niggas forever. And uh, niggas got me fucked up, yo. My, I had a rental car, shit like two, three different niggas driving that rental car on like Friday night. I eventually got back to my hotel and shit somehow, you know, God bless. Um, but yeah, nah, man, the food was good. I ate like three different houses and shit. Um, it was stuff. I came back totally on my little celery juice and drinking hella water, trying to detox from all that good Thanksgiving cooking and shit. Um, yeah, but nah, I had a, had a good uh, a good Thanksgiving. It was It was good. That's what's up. That's what's up. My shit was light. Uh, wife put a, you know, put a foot in it again as usual. I grilled the turkey. I grilled. I actually grilled the turkey breast for the first time. I thought that shit was cool. And shit, we basically still eating, but it's about time to move all that to the trash. You know, you can't go past the week. Like, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the time limit before you gotta throw all that shit away? About three days, dog. Yeah, man, it's about time for that shit to go. But I gotta have that mac and cheese. <laughs> how was yours man i just chilled man i mean really i just got to sleep and eat yo i ate probably more than i usually should but i, I finally got to sleep you know what i mean it was fine we got up early and um we made some meals for for the homeless we made some meals for the elderly, uh, served them, had a little, um, basically a little get together with um, some people from Mother's Church. Uh, had a, had a little service and getting a little bit of fellowship. Everyone kind of got a chance to eat, sit down, talk, and everything else like that, and went back and kicked it with the family. So all in all, it's pretty good. And that's what it is, man. That's what it is. That's what Thanksgiving's supposed to be, yo. Eat good, be with the fam. Get a little rest from fucking them long days of work and shit. That's what it is, man. God bless y'all niggas, yo. Word. Word. <clears throat> so, um, over the weekend, and actually since last week, I know there's a lot of things that happened. But one of the things I came across, and I know I just threw it out there in the group, because we actually, I don't believe we ever really sat down and really discussed Scarface running for um, city council in District D in Houston. And actually, it's chances. I, it's not anything I did a deep dive into. I don't think it's anything we need to do a deep dive into as of yet. But I just happened to see that he was uh, letting his constituents, quote unquote constituents, know that early voting is is uh, available. I think it started it starts out December 7th, if I'm not mistaken, I saw on his page. And I just found it interesting, you know, Scarface, a person that's very outspoken um, within in the community and, you know, outspoken in his raps to now be turning from Scarface and back into Brad Jordan. Well, he was always Brad Jordan, but, you know, to introduce, reintroduce himself to the people as Brad Jordan. 
running for city council in District D in Houston and his actual chances. And, you know, is it something that a lot of rappers, as they do mature, because the Scarface got to be in his 50s now, if I'm probably in his mm-hmm. gotta be, to now turning, you know, a lot of things that he may have spoke about in the community now to turn into action and using his celebrity to maybe possibly do something great in the community. Did he uh, did he win? No, I don't think they um they didn't do a runoff from what I saw. He was just talking. I just saw him on his pay, on his uh, page, letting everybody know that uh, early voting is available. I believe it was December seventh, if I'm not mistaken, starting oh. December seventh. So that's why I said I don't really know too much about his platform, but I just found it interesting. You know, some uh, as hip hop matures, I think we are the first generation that we're able to see actually hip hop mature the way that it's actually maturing. And now, you know, with Jay, with Diddy, with Dre, and now you look at somebody like Scarface and there's a couple of others now turning their, you know, looking political to actually make change. I know in Jersey we had uh Do It All. He, uh, was he running for mayor? Um shit, I don't think he was running for mayor. Nah, he was running for, he council. Was running for council, yeah. yeah. Council, okay. So some, some something he similar. Challenging Barack. You, know, you said yeah. Barack. I was thinking. I was like, wait, what? Oh, um, but then I remember. Barack. Uh, Barack. <laughs> you know <laughs> Barack. Uh. Yeah. But I just thought it was something that was cool to mention. Just about it wasn't gonna say about Scarface per se because we didn't. None of us really looked into his platform, but just really more about how hip hop is maturing and having, you know, this generation of hip hop because we don't know anything prior to us. But this generation that we grew up on, excuse me, they're maturing and actually having a lot of power. And trying to use it for good is from what I see from afar. Like, we're not on top of what he's doing, but it just looks like he's a person that'd be really trying to do something in the community. So we can move on to, unless anybody's anything to really, you know, say on, uh, give a quick quote on that, but we can move into uh, Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. um, Suspending her her campaign in an e- I'm sorry, in an emails. Uh, let me just pull that up right quick. She said, in good faith, I can tell you, my supporters and volunteers, that I have a path forward if I don't believe I do. Horace Harris wrote in the email to supporters. So to you, my supporters, it is with deep regret, but also with deep gratitude that I'm suspending my campaign today. So she is now officially dropping out of the race. Uh, Kamala Harris entered the race in January as a top contender and had a breakout moment in the first debate thanks to a memorable memorable clash with former Vice President Joe Biden over his record on school desegregation and busing. And I think we could probably start right there because I thought she, you know, kind of gained some momentum, but then it just seemed started with a spark, but he couldn't continue she couldn't continue on what she built on that first debate. Well, you know Niggas. what I think with oh my go ahead, Brian. Nah, I mean, you probably would do better than me on this shit because me, it comes down to niggas didn't like her. They never really liked her. That was yeah. it. I mean, you even talked you know, about uh, black women. Yeah. yeah, we had been talking about this mm-hmm. for a while. And, you know, it's hard to stay in um, a, a campaign. You know what I mean? Like, if I knew her personally, even on this venue, like, I got to say, you know, I'm sorry to you, Kamala, because I know you put your heart and soul into that shit. And she wasn't she the way she was running, she wasn't the type that would stay in there longer than she should stay because there's not a platform that she's running on. You know what I mean? Like she never really took the mantle of I'm running for black women or I'm running for poverty or 
I'm running for this or running for that. There is no platform. So she was just running to be a general president. And for that, she needed to get traction and she wasn't. Yeah. And the whole thing was like, uh, it was like justice. Like her whole, the biggest thing she needed to be like, I'm a prosecutor. The president's a criminal. I'm going to get him out of there. Just like I got criminals out of the paint. You know what I'm saying? That shit wasn't fly. And, um, I know Alex brought it up a bunch of times and shit before, but it's like she wasn't capturing that black vote. You know what I'm saying? Not even like the black women. Like they liked her enough because she was a black woman, but they didn't like her more than they liked and trusted that a Joe Biden would win. You know what I'm saying? Or even that a Bernie Sanders was going to do more for like black people somehow, you know, as far as like even in making everybody poor. Or making everybody middle class have this shit, you know what I'm saying? Whatever this whole platform is, I mean, I'm simplifying it, but yeah, I mean, Kamala never really had that. She never really had that whole swag thing down. Even like when they had it talking about Tupac and smoking weed on the Breakfast Club, I mean, that shit wouldn't even fly. Like, she always, yeah, always thought that like if she'd have played it different, like I don't know. She seemed like she would have been somebody good to maybe be a vice presidential, like a running mate for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? She could like be a contrast to maybe a Bernie or or a, a um, what's his name Biden or something like that. Not not Elizabeth. That'd be two women. You can have two women, two women on the ticket. Not now. Not if we try and get Trump out of there. But yeah, I mean, she went. She took a shot. Um. She had a couple little zingers, little, oh, okay, okay, Kamala, we see you. But when it all shook out, the top dogs in this election right now, the three elderly people and the um, the talented young uh, mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, he, he's saying? out of here because black people don't like him either. He has zero traction with black people. Yeah, I know. So. He's, he's out of here. But as far as like the polls go, it's like it's the three elderly you're folks not, in this case. You're not going to – this is the Democrat um, – uh, primaries. You don't get out of the Democratic primaries without black people. Oh, without he black folks, yeah. yeah, so he's don't. just a waste of time, really. Yeah, and we don't like him as no. a whole. We don't, we don't like him. So, I mean, shout out to um, shout out to my man, though, Corey Booker. He's still out here hustling, trying to, you know, stay as visible as possible. He got a message. And, yeah, he got, he, got, he got a message, and uh, I really like him. You know what I'm saying? He's probably dead out here, too. Well, he is dead out here in terms of, like, actually getting, uh, you know, some votes and shit, but hopefully, you know, this raises, I mean, it definitely uh, helped him raise his profile even more. He was already, already, uh, he's already out there pretty big to be a uh, you know, senator of New Jersey and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, did, he meet, the, did he meet the requirements here? No, uh, he probably will not. He probably, yeah. Okay, he's just saying. Okay, I got you. He's just he, he's, he's begging like a motherfucker. That last one, like, come on, put me down, put me down. And the next one is, um, I think what December twentieth. Don't quote me on that. I think it might be though, maybe a little sooner. I think it's in California. That's the next one. So we're gonna see what that one like really looks like. And uh, hopefully we see some other folks drop out. I ain't trying to see uh, what's the name, Klobuchar. They're like fucking jittery and shit. Like, something like she's about to have a seizure and shit no more. I'm done off that. She, she, is, she is staying too long, though. For, for whatever reason, I, like, I don't know why she's fighting so hard to stay. She fought to get back, to get into the first, the, the second set of debates. And mm-hmm. they were trying to get her, get rid of her then. And so, like, now I don't know 
I mean, does she really believe she's going to win? I know people like her, but I don't know how long she's going to want, really want to stay. You got to be a political athlete to to be in, uh, you know, where she's at in the polls and still mm-hmm. keep going at it. Yeah, and uh, Gabbard's still in it. Um, Gabbard, yeah, but she's uh, she works. She she's a troll of the of the Russian government or yeah. one of those governments. Plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a plant. Fuck yeah. her. Yeah. But now, I mean, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, we gonna check see who else drops out before um, the next debate. You know what I'm saying? See what it is and watch the next debate. And then after that, they gonna have think one in January too. So you know. Mm-hmm. They gonna send to her. I feel like it's gonna be a bunch of elderly white folks and shit. So, uh, well, you let's know. go back to the way it used to be, dogs. Yeah. I mean, we got one now. And they yeah. elderly now, no matter how many people act. To, people forget that, that. You know what I mean? They they act like it's not true, man. Like he, it, that's one. Um, that's one narrative that he never got attacked on. You know what I mean? Like he acts like Joe Joe Biden is slow, or any of these other dudes is slow. Like. You know, he's he's elderly as fuck. I mean, Bernie Sanders doesn't get, really get attacked on age either, except for, you know, from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. See, all right. Well, salute to Kamala. I mean, you ain't the first to go. You won't be the last. It's just your, you know, your reign is over. And we'll see what you at. What we where you at in four she, years? Uh, she could be, years. you know, she could be attorney general. Though I could see her in several different roles. She has upped her cachet in the in the Democrat Party. So we're I mean, we're going to see her for the next two years strong, and she may even get an uh, hold some kind of position for whoever gets whoever wins. Mm. All right. Let's get on to so what happened this weekend. Actually, something that we was all excited about. Pause. Uh, a lot of music, a lot of new music dropped over the weekend. Uh, a lot of albums that we wanted to actually that we have been looking forward to getting into. Uh, specifically, uh, Games Born to Rap, Fab Summertime, Shootout Three, Griselda's WWCD. In other words, what was Shine Gun do? Sheen, I don't know if it's Shine or Sheen Gun do. Yeah, um, where y'all want to start at? Which one y'all want to start at? Well, let's start with Fab because I know yeah. we had there was kind of most anticipation was for Fab. We might as well start there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I'll say this. Let me say this about Fab Christ. shit, right? Fab shit was good. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was good. Um, it, it was. It didn't grab me though, the way like some of the past ones have. Maybe because I'm just uh thinking about that old feeling and yeah, and how how it meant more when this oh this mixtape about to try. It, it was just. It was just different. It wasn't bad, you know what I'm saying? It was it was yeah, good. It's not bad. Right. It just exactly. um I don't, I don't know. It just it lacked punchlines. Yeah. It lacked it lacked actual rapping. He did a lot of that auto tune weird shit. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't fad. You know what I mean? Like he he it was a good it was a good project, but mm-hmm. he think about how long he made us wait for this. So the anticipation was really high. And we were used to something from Fab that he decided not to give us. He decided yeah. to be like everybody else instead of being fab and it was just like all right we waited for for this like it's good if fab if fab would have dropped this album at, like not long after he dropped um you know sometimes shootouts the what two or the one before that whatever yeah. like if, if, if he had dropped this like not, not long after we'd be like uh yeah it's a good uh, it, it's a good mixtape we'd all listen but we'd be like all right i like the first one or the second one better you know what i mean like yeah. this one 
you you don't even put it with the rest of them. You're looking at it like. And the real bad part about it is, it dropped the same day that Game drops a classic. Yo, that Game album, God, I ain't gonna lie, that shit is a fucking classic. And I'm calling. I usually like to wait on shit like that, but that shit got a different type of feel to it. It got the the chronic feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a special fucking album, dogs. Like, and you you go into it maybe not wanting to like it because it's game and you know he's a goofball sometimes and shit. Mm-hmm. And I even told y'all like when when I first tried to listen to it, I listened to the first three songs, and then like I just stopped listening. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah, but then Wait, when, when I you came say you stopped listening, oh, okay, yeah, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I just stopped listening. So I was like, I don't like hear this shit. Like, I'm not in the mood for this shit. Then I came back to it later, and I'm like, this shit is fucking amazing. And then you just can't help but keep going back to it, dad, homie, Joe. You can't help but keep going back to this shit. Yeah. Game is another one of those that has just, you know. Like how we someone how we talk about Ross, he's just never given us a bad project. I could say Ross gave us bad projects. Game is never. I, I don't think Ross ever gave us uh, like bad projects. He he's given us subpar. Right, but there's there, but game pro, But I don't want to put him in the game category. Who I never I don't think he ever gave us a subpar album. Nah, get yeah, game is better at giving us yeah. like a yeah. nice consistent like thing like yeah shit like that. Yeah. To see if I would agree with that, but yeah, now the album. I mean, it is what this is what I expect. I expect the game to do because he always is off the rails from a social media standpoint on you know making whatever comments. But then he gives you this fucking ridiculous album. He's like, shit, I want to hate this nigga, but the fucking music is too good to put his fucking goofball to be acting the way that he does. It's like it's just he he just delivers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, he's clutch. I say that he's he comes in the clutch all the time. And it felt like it felt like the Chronic album. Like I don't know if they had like the same BPMs or some shit like that, or they just did a whole bunch of studying and put that shit together. But like it felt like that Chronic album, yo. It See, does. The only thing with the game album is like, hmm. like. I watch a movie that's 90 minutes. I don't I ain't too off listening to like a 90 minute album. You know what I'm saying? Like like I mean I I like I like damn near every song. Well not well I like most of it, you know what I'm saying? But then yeah. it gave us like 24, 25 tracks or something. It's like if I wanted to to, to criticize, I guess I'd go there too. But I, you know given what we what the time how the times are now, I get I get that. But I mean, if the music is good, like shit, I'd be, you know what I'm saying? It's cool, but you know, it's like if you, if you, when you, when you, when you like that kind of dope, yo, if you give me like twelve to like fifteen tracks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and really mean it, then it's like boom, then you crafted me a great album. It was, it was a lot of great music though. It was a lot, and like game delivers. And back to Fab, yeah, like just the whole thing, like. One thing Fab has done like all these years since he's been like rapping. I mean, the first album came out in like 2001. He was mixtapes before that shit. So it's like if you've like been doing shit for 20 plus years, Fab's been able to like, you know, stay fairly young. But this last shit seemed like he was trying to be a little too young on it. Yeah. And it's like that. that's probably my only knock on that. But you'll shout out the game for, you know, having almost the same amount of length of career. Or I don't know his early shit before that. But boom, 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 boom. Still doing it, but on to the next one. 
Yeah, I did, I well, I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, B talk about this one. I I didn't even get into Griselda yet. I need some what? Speed. That's it. Me neither. I missed it. Uh, I fucked with Griselda. I mean, I, you know, it's not. No, nah, I fucked with too. I just didn't get to it yet. Yeah, I mean, but you would never get that out of me. I needed to hear that shit ASAP. So, like, but it, it isn't in the game album class, but it is in the stag. If you was look, you know, it's the Griselda album, man. And, and you know what I mean, if you listen to that type of music and you fucks with that type of shit. Like they gave you what you want to hear, y'all. You know what I mean? They it's it's just them rapping. Raps, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it it is what it is. Now I respect I respect it. Like I'm I'm with I'm with Griselda all day. Like I respect their work ethic because to sign the Eminem when they first when I don't even know how we mentioned it or what we spoke about when that first kind of came about. They signed with um M. Like I was skeptical. I was like, I don't, I don't, I didn't like it. I was like, yeah. Man, I still don't like it. Yo, listen, let me let streets. you know, yo. First off, first off, after M did Slaughterhouse Dirty, like I, I didn't trust um them with him. But they're a little bit more independent before they they got there than Slaughterhouse was. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'll say this though. Yo, M, why is M on the album? That's the that's the most fucked up part. It's like he didn't even belong. He was just rapping and saying stupid shit, and then he mentioned Charlemagne's name, and he does all the little stupid shit he said. And I was like, oh, like I know y'all niggas didn't even want him on this album because it didn't even sound good. Like it was like, yo, get this nigga off the album. What what did what did the beat sound like he was on? Some stupid like, shit. I don't even remember. Then it was some it, shit that he just trying to put his stamp on. Yo, it just it it killed the album for me. It killed that that. The flow like I'm in a yeah, I'm in a good vibe of the album, and then all of a sudden Eminem come in, and and I and you know when I first saw his name, I was like, well, alright, you know what I mean, he's the boss, and I, I figured they gonna have to have a bomb track with him on there. Shit wasn't no bombs track, yo, niggas horrible. Fuck I wonder how they, I wonder how they felt about it. I don't think they fucked with that shit. That's, in my mind, I was like, I was like, yo, these niggas probably felt like they had to. Yeah, I mean it's kind of tricky. They felt they had to, or maybe they was and just that. You know, I I don't know, man. But I mean, I remember son Joe Budden said before and shit, he said that M's such a, like, just a hip-hop fan that he'll bring in, like, you know, real niggas like Slaughterhouse and, like, these Griselda niggas just to have this collection of, like, dope-ass rapping niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where the fuck is Obi Trice at, yo? I don't know. <laughs> he put out something. He put out something. I should have mentioned it, but he put yo, out something. Obi Trice is nice, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of, he was one of them niggas. I, I, that first album was like, shit. Yeah, oh, actually, second round. The second one, uh, second round's on me or some shit like that. Yeah. I think that's, that's the name. Yeah. But yeah, but um, just to close out, I don't know if anything else came, nothing else came out. But the going back to Fab, just to close that out, I think um, what we got from the summertime shootout series, and because it didn't reach, it didn't have the, the, the it didn't have the bangers that the other ones had. I think maybe, and I don't know, but I think maybe it had a lot to do with. Maybe the way some of the samples were clear, because you know, as a on a mixtape, you can really do whatever the fuck you want to do. Whereas now you're really putting this out as an album. Going and back to the, I'm gonna say you this: say, you can shoot that nigga that kind. Of, you can shoot that nigga that type of bail if you want, but fucking that Tory Lane shit, the chicks Tay Five had right. mad. Sent that fucking the samples was, was sample all album. fucking that's, that's top that's forty e hip hop and R and B tracks yeah. and shit yeah. with niggas on it. Come on, man. I uh, think he could pull that shit off. I don't think he could. I don't. I, the reason I wouldn't put it in the same vein because Tory being scorching hot as he is to go to uh uh what's my homegirl they used to be on Murder Inc. Um, Ashanti. 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 Right. Ashanti's not scorching these streets. For Tory Lanez to come and say, "Yo, I want to remix this and do this." He has Usher on there. He yeah, has Usher. He has yeah. uh, what's the Jagged. 
but, right, but okay. the, like, none of them niggas was scorching hot. But I'm saying just to clear those samples, right? Like, you think they did? You, you think they cleared them just so they could get a little shine? But you remember yeah, everybody how, on there. But you remember how long he said it took him to get all that clear? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Same thing with Fab. Fab was the same shit. The first and second track, Fab was rapping about hoping we get Zion, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah, time, dog. It's been a minute since we ain't get that number one um pick. Yeah, yo. that's a fact. Like it's, speaking, it's, I know you think it has been. It's only been since what, uh June? When is the when is the draft? June? Not even the draft, the lottery. I don't know. The lottery. lottery. Yeah, that but that shit was about before the lottery. Yeah. You heard what he said. He was like, yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, like, that shit was about before the lottery came. If I was Come RJ on, Barrett, I would have turned that shit off immediately. Hell yeah, but no, the nigga was, was like, right. Damn, he didn't, I was like, damn, he didn't update that. Nah, Fab, I mean, Fab told us, though. He told us it's, it's been it's been taking him so long because to get these samples cleared, yo. But hell no, he didn't update. That's what I'm saying. Fab really wasn't rapping. He wasn't rapping, rapping. Well, you know what I heard when I heard that album? I heard... Yo, I gotta make sure um, I pick up my girl throughout this whole album. I heard a lot of that. Yeah, like, I, that shit was bullshit. I didn't like that. That's <laughs> why I, I was like, damn, he keeps saying it in every song he's saying something. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he got whatever. That's his personal thing. Um, I wanted to talk about something we saw, I think, last week that came out with, uh, and I'm not the biggest Kid Cudi fan. Joe is the one that, you know, kind of was really like, nah, I really should go back and listen to a lot of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Kid Cudi, uh, on his upcoming album, Intergalactic, will, it will have its own 30-minute episode that will air on Netflix series of the same name. The plot of each episode will be a narrative of what the song is about, mm. a youthful story told through Cudi's music, which I think just the whole layout of that is fucking dope. Mm. Like, it's just pushing it's just pushing like music forward, like the way they're attacking it. I'm not sure who's behind all of it, how they put it all together. I can't wait to find out. The niggas just think outside of the box. Everybody on that team, like, like when I sent it though, um, when I sent it, y'all, I sent, I saw it. I didn't even really look into it, but I saw that as the headline. And when that's when I sent it, I was like, yo, this is, it sound kind of dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because he's, 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 um, you know, he's gonna do like getting a Netflix deal in and of itself would have been kind of dope. But then attaching it to your music, you know, that that's, you know, if you're trying to sell music these days, this is the type of outside of the box thinking you need to do if you try to make money. Word. Uh, it's, it's an animated fun. series, right? That I don't know. It's, it's animated. And um, what the, the executive producer is Kenya Barrett. So we know how uh, Kenya Barrett's get down. Black ish. Yeah, you know. And other shit. Oh, and yeah. Other-ish. So, I mean, it, it, should, it should be something really dope. And, um... Yeah, Cuddy. I mean, Cuddy birthed a lot of these uh, niggas and shit. You know what I'm saying? The way you look at it. So, I mean, I'm going to definitely, you know, be on the lookout for that shit. I fucks with Kid Cuddy, man. I see a couple of features. He's got um, Gucci on it. He's got Ty Dolla Sign. Gucci got the... Gucci, uh, just a quick side, Gucci might have the phrase of the year, nobody cares, work harder. Cause I've seen everybody running with that on new... on Saying that shit on regular news, on every sports cast. They just been... People, I think I'm... Um, a couple of sport, uh, Lamar Jackson I'm even wearing T-shirts. Nobody cares. Work harder. So, mm-hmm. Shout out to. I, I haven't seen that shit. And I, I believe you, but I I feel like niggas owe um, Cam a lot more credit because you can't get paid and the earth is big. You work oh, with well. kids sound way better than all the rest. of them. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yo, I wanted to um, 
the um, Apple Music Awards, actually, it's not something I want to say, but the Apple Music Awards, which I was not aware of that was happening, I kind of just stumbled upon it, and it's supposed to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to air, um, well, be live streamed a couple of performances from some of the people on Apple Music uh, December 4th at 6.30. I see they actually kind of gave all the awards out, but basically Apple released a statement saying that so how the they Apple Music Awards... How, say it again? So how are they live streaming if they... It says I don't I don't know. That's why I'm about to read right. through what Go they're ahead. saying. I'm not sure exactly how they're going about doing it. But the Apple Music Awards are designed to recognize the passion, energy, and creativity of the world's favorite artists, said Oliver Schusser. I hope I said that right. Uh, Apple's vice president of Apple Music and International Content. The musically diverse group of inaugural winners have sparked a deep social conversation, influenced culture, and inspired our customers around the world. We couldn't be more excited to celebrate to, to celebrate them. Um, it's actually just going to be the person who has the album of the year, which is Billie Eilish. She's going to have the uh, her performance is going to be live stream from the jobs from the Steve Jobs Theater. And they basically announced the artist of the year is Billie Eilish. I'll just run through a few. She also had, if I'm not mistaken, she also got album of the year. Lizzo was breakthrough artist of the year. Song of the Year is uh, Old Town Road by Nolan Isaacs. I think that's well warranted. And there's, uh, I didn't see any more. I didn't see a full, full on list. But that's where they're going with it. I had, just my two cents on it, I thought that, I think with the issues that people have, a lot of artists have with the Grammys, I thought outlets like Apple and outlets like iHeartMusic would do better if they banded together and just really said, fuck the Grammys. We're really going to do something for the people. But you know the thing about that, though? You just named, like, two, like, organizations, two companies or whatever that is totally, like, streaming stat-driven, like... iHeart is all about okay, what's the the, the, the hottest songs we gotta play right now, whether they dope or not. And Apple Music is whatever the fuck is streaming the most. Like I don't know Billy, I know who the fuck Billy Eilish is. She mad emo, kids love her. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's cool. I mean, that's what it I is. Look at her Billy, as a, I look at her as a, sorry to cut you, Joe. I look at her as um the new Avril Lavigne type in that type of way. Nah, okay. I don't know. She mad emo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got her, you got Lizzo, and you got uh, Lil Nas X. You know what I'm saying? That's it's pop, nigga. What you expect them to be about the people more than that? I mean, that's that's what you get. That shit ain't for us. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, it's not. It's I not. mean, I fucks with I fucks with Lizzo, but I was fucking with Lizzo like when my people put me onto it like four years ago, whatever the fuck. Now that she a breakthrough artist, it's like to me, she like. I don't know that the tracks kind of um, play to me like the chubby white girl. Um, what's the <laughs> shit? Um, Megan Trainer and shit. Or maybe, uh, mm-hmm. that, except it's got a little bit of hip hop to it because she black and Lizzo got more flavor, of course. But it's like she make them them the big type of songs that got Lizzo out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, it, it's cool they doing this shit, I guess, because everybody want to give out awards and shit. But yeah, I mean, it's motherfucker. That shit, like you said, that shit streaming at like six thirty. Uh, Wednesday night. That, that's specific, so it's gonna be like nine thirty if you're on the oh, East Coast. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea if I'm even like kind of look at that shit. But if anybody's interested in it, I guess they should. You know. But I mean, that, that, that's cool though. That's cool. We should have our own awards though. Yeah, I was yo. That's what I'm. 
Great segue, Joe, because that's exactly what I was going to next. And with all these lists that are coming out, and actually also with the close of the decade, I was thinking that maybe we can maybe come back with it on one of the, you know, in the next two to three shows, come back with like our own, you know, for the year, for come up with our own list, come up with our own categories, and actually maybe even throw a few in there for the decade, which I think would be cool mm-hmm. too, because it is. Oh, yeah. It is the close of a decade, and just to go back, you go through the sure. 2010s and really see what impact, what we felt impacted. I mean, I won't be as well first, the rock aspect of it, but you know what I'm saying. But just go nah, back. We ain't, we ain't got to go out. We ain't got to go out of our zone, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go rock. Here with that shit. I ain't with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, rock and country and all that shit. My answer for country music is Alabama should win. <laughs> nah, ain't, ain't gonna have a, a country album talking about no. You guys don't know why. Like, man, Lennon Skinner should win, man. That's my that's my answer. <laughs> sure, but now nah, I think we, we should we should definitely come up with our own our own list for the year, and then maybe just and do who it. the number one country artist? Uh, then I have no fucking idea. <laughs> He lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that shit. That nigga, that nigga sitting there in rhinestone jeans right now. But um, but yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but we we'll definitely um come back. Like I said, probably in the next three shows, definitely before the end of the year, and kind of come up with our own shit. Come up with some fly uh, categories Bro. and shit, and mold that in kind of out there and give you the typical shit. But uh, you know what? Over the weekend, I think um, as NFL fans, I'm just moving on to sports. Um, NFL fans, we got a real treat over the weekend. Like we got the heavyweight bout, you know, uh, possibly a Super Bowl uh, match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, it is it is possible because they are sitting where they're sitting right now. They're two of the best teams with um, Baltimore and San Francisco, and I think the the game met all the hype. That was um that was that was expected. Uh, was it? I believe it. What they win? Seventeen, fourteen. I'm not even looking at the score. I know Baltimore won by on a last second kick by Justin Tucker. Uh, win it by three points. Easy. Yeah, he made that shit look easy. But I mean, it was an easy. He's one of the. He's actually the best kick in the league, and he made it look easy and shit. But I thought it was a sluggo match. I mean, it was just something that you look for when you say, "Hey, you're gonna get this top team versus this top team." It met the hype. It was back and forth. It's like they just stood in the ring and just swung, swung punches and nobody blocked. It, it met all the hype that I thought it was going to meet. And, like, you know, San Francisco looked good. They did. Uh, but I knew we was going to lose. And I knew we were going to lose pretty early on. They, you know, they looked. Listen, man. First off, like, it, they looked like a better team than Seattle was. And it was in the rain the way that they. That, that Lamar Jackson was able to run and all the rest of that shit like that. Like, it just, it looked like, I, I was proud of Mostert for being able to run, for running like the way he did. But I, I I think I even said it during the game, man. This was one game, this might be the first game this year that it actually felt like we were going to lose it. You know what I mean? I would have been happy with winning. But it, if to me, it felt like we were going to lose it. And that, that's why I was out with it. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I, on the last part, I said that that's the number one thing that San Francisco struggles with is the mobile quarterback. But for the most part, to their credit, they did hold they did hold Lamar in check. He didn't go crazy. Yeah, he had like a couple of moves here and there, but as far as like nah, he they held them in check where they were able. Um, to, 
Yeah, I mean, he he did rush for 101 yards, but yeah, they held him. Yeah, that's for 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 a quarterback that was a lot. You know what I mean? Like I get it. Like that's just how good he is, and yeah. you know what I mean. But you know, 49ers defense is great. Like we can literally actually say that. But you know, he's good, and it's you know great offense. It's you know is undefeated, and he yeah. just was he's better than them that day. I mean, they yeah. they didn't yeah. Uh, it's not a win to say, oh, they he didn't blow us out. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it was going to be that. You know, we were two really good teams. You know yeah, I mean, I mean the good thing is you ain't got to go through – San Francisco doesn't have to go through the Ravens to make it to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if it's if it's going to be a rematch, then whew, that's going to be some dope shit. But, yo, shout out to the um, to the boy Russell Wilson, though, for uh, well, I trust his coach, handle. Against I, trust the, coach. I don't believe against, any team that beat us, we're not going to come back and – and have a better game plan against that. That's just me. But go ahead, my bad. Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying, shout out to Russell Wilson for uh, doing his thing, holding it down. Fuck that. Um, Squeaking past the Vikings. Now he's uh, now now uh, now the Forty Nine is now the Forty in that wild card spot right now. Again, yeah, that's Russell behind. Wilson. Well, a half a game behind. Bumble me tuna, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, mad pussy man. Yo, but I, I like Russell Wilson, man. Yeah, he, of course you do. He left a white girl for a black girl. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that's that's <laughs> a game. You get back like credit, it. yo. That's, that's the only reason they didn't know his name. Yo, but I, that, yo, that gets Yo, he got the bag. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he, got he, got the, the he, he left the white girl who was looking crazy when that nigga got drafted. I still remember the picture. That shit, a crazy looking white bitch. Yo, I'm going to be real with you, yo. Russell what? Wilson should. We all should like him. But yeah. come on. It, it's not easy to just like that nigga. Like just to be honest, I I know I'm a 49ers fan. It had nothing to do with mm-hmm. that. It's it's it, it's you know yeah, it's not cool. easy to like him. He's yeah, cool. it's just not he's easy cool. to like him. Like everything that he's doing and everything mm-hmm. that he does, like you, we should all be praising that nigga. Like let's be real. I, that's like, why I do. Nah, I know, but Joe, I know what you Joe, you don't have the same type of praise that you would have if we actually did like him. Like you're praising him because you know that he deserves no. more respect than he's getting. No, no I'm praising. It's like this. If I wish, I mean, okay, the nigga corny, you know what I'm saying? I wish maybe if he had like swag, like you know, like Cam or even like a uh, like Cap, you know what I'm saying? Like or that, even or, if a Richard Sherman swag, like he doesn't have to have. He could have been anybody, but what he is, and we'd be But the thing I like about him is, <laughs> the thing I like about him is, is like he is as digestible, if not even more so than O.J. Simpson before he was killing white bitches. You know what I'm saying? But he went from a white chick to a black chick instead of going from a black chick to a white chick. And I know niggas really don't be caring about as much as the sisters do, but it means something to me. And what's what's dude from the last spot? The the ball player who was calling the the white, the black. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Patrick saying, Patterson. Patrick it's a contrast, and the fact that this nigga Russell Wilson. Good point. It's like if he would, if Russell Wilson was with a white chick, we'd be like, that makes sense, you corny ass nigga. But yeah. he went, he went Sierra, you know, and Sierra, of course, she get <laughs> like this. But he's the one with, nigga that I would expect to be with a white woman. But he isn't. That's, that's that's what makes me like really fuck with him. Joe, Joe, Joe been on that. Way. The like, minute he did that, Joe was on. <laughs> Joe is right. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. Like, Joe, everything Joe is saying is right, yo. Like, it's not that. I just feel like even Joe would give him more props if he wasn't what he is. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I mean, it would. Like, it's like we want. Like, I would want. I want to give him more props than I do, but I can't. And it's just too many reasons for me, like, not to fuck with it. But whatever. I'm going. <laughs> 
but yeah, that was the main thing that that happened over the um over the uh holiday. Well, besides- hell no, it ain't the main thing that happened. You better give props and and praise, and you owe an apology to Carmelo Anthony, who won Player of the Week in the NBA. Nobody okay, say anything else. Yeah. Let's move on. Word, we let that shit, yo. We covered basketball. That's the only thing that mattered Word. basketball. Carmelo Anthony, Fact. Western Conference Player of the Week. People had that nigga had had the brother Mark for dead. He's out Word. there doing his thing. He got fucking um, CJ and uh, Dame fucking winning. loving this winning. They're you know what I'm saying? Winning. Back to winning, and that's what it, that's exactly what they needed. Yo, shout out to the Trailblazers for Word. being desperate enough to take a chance <laughs> on one of the illest niggas. No, one of the yeah, illest no, niggas to ever like score in the league who motherfuckers was kind of hating on because he's like, oh, the game done changed. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. The game ain't changed it's fucking to basketball. the point where you got put the ball in the fucking hoop and you get some <laughs> yeah. rebounds and shit and shout yeah. to Melo for doing his thing. And that's it for sports. Wow. <laughs> throw, throw it back to you, Pamela. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, here, yeah, we could get into some nasty shit, you man. Um. Dirty ass Kid Rock. Kid Rock was one of the weirdest people in the industry to me. Um, what industry? Huh? What industry? And in just in the music industry, he's just he's, mm. his whole shit is weird. Um, uh, Kid Rock was removed from the stage last week at his bar in Nashville following a drunken profanity-laced rant against Oprah Winfrey and other female talk shows. In a video taken from the bar and published by TMZ, he also called out Joey Behar and Kathy Lee Gifford. And I quote, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just an honest guy that says, hey, I don't like Oprah Winfrey or Joe, Joy Behar. They can suck dick sideways. He said, sorry, mom. Fuck Oprah. Fuck Kathleen Gifford. I'm not the bad in the equation. I'm the fucking guy you want. Like, hey, he's pretty cool. Oprah Winfrey is like, hey, I just want women to believe in this shit. Kid Rock said, fuck her. She can suck dick sideways again. And if you say if you say that, people say, hey, I'm pretty sure Kid Rock's a racist. I'm like, OK, fine. Fuck off. So I don't know if he was just drunk or like, because I, mean, I don't know. Do you guys see the video? Because I'm reading it. But did you see the actual video? I ain't um, seen none of this shit. I, this I is the first time I'm I on, heard of this. Yeah, I'm on TMZ. I didn't watch the video yet and nothing like that. Nah, I probably won't. I won't, But yeah. it's like, I mean, Kid Rock is a weird nigga. Like when he first came out, nigga was, he was fucking with him. You know what I'm saying? And... Yeah, if yeah, Rev Run didn't parade him around all the time, I wouldn't have thought nothing about this dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was a, yeah, he's a white boy, and he out here, like, I didn't know if he was hip-hop or country or rock. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I didn't really care. I just knew his name was around. I knew he was making music. And then Rev Run was parading him around all the time and shit and trying to, mm-hmm. like, lighten his image and show, like, other sides of him. I was a big fan mm-hmm. of the Rev Run show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so he was showing, like, other sides of him, and Kid Rock was, like, always there. And like, but now then the nigga it, went left. He went yeah. You off. can't co-sign everybody, yo. And you know what I mean. And it, he, this was probably who he always was. It always seemed like this is who he was anyway to me personally. But mm-hmm. I like I look like I look at most culture vultures like that. If they if they dive into the culture too hard, like it's like yo, you hiding some shit. You know what I mean? And so I I just feel like whatever he said that shit. I'm I'm really offended. I'm breaking it down mentally in my head because, like I just said, like this is the first time I ever heard that shit. But somebody need to smack fire to Kid Rock's face, and I hope it, yo, like Rev Run don't need to be coming there praying for this nigga, yo. Rev Run need to apologize to us for parading this nigga around, man. The fuck, Rev Run? Don't mind we hear no passages anymore. We want to hear you say fuck Kid Rock. You know what I mean? Mm, let me just give his uh his uh retort after his uh 
drunken, stupid rant. He said, my people tried to get me to do the Oprah Winfrey show years ago, and her people wanted me to write down five reasons why I loved her and her show. I said, fuck that and her. End of story. I don't believe him. He's lying. Um, I'm just saying what a lot of people think. Not saying I should be, but sometimes I just do. Oh, well, I have a big mouth and drink too much. Sometimes, some drink too much sometimes. Shocker. I also work hard and do a ton to help others, but that's just back page news because the press hates but because the press hates me. And I mean, I don't know. I, that What he just said was some bullshit. It ain't <laughs> back page news because motherfucking <laughs> Rev Run be in, in, in all our faces, was on all yeah. our faces telling us how dope this motherfucker is and how much shit he did. Fuck that nigga. Now we know. Now yeah. we know, man. You don't fuck with us, we don't fuck with you. That's sick. Because he tried. I mean, he, the reason I always say it's weird is because he, he, and this is just how I felt, he paraded his black son and his relationship mm-hmm. with a black woman initially when he came out and then that that kind of was his like oh he's cool like he has a black kid oh he likes women which no. i think on top of what you're saying with red run who yeah. made him accept the kind of and i did not always hated that i was like why are you i don't understand i didn't understand him i never I mean, understood he was him. he was all with the niggas i mean the nigga was honored by the mm-hmm. naacp years ago i mean yeah. all i remember was for some reason this nigga he would, well, not some, whatever. He had like the, some with the Confederate flags. How many years ago and shit? Niggas was like, oh, you had a Confederate flag, yada, yada, yada. What's this about? Almost, he was heavy with the niggas. Then all of a sudden, about like maybe five years ago, a son, he was like this Republican motherfucker now, like four years ago, something like that. And he's Ted Nugent. He turned into Ted Nugent. If you know, he's been Ted Nugent, homie. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. He was, he, he, that, that character didn't show. But then it started. Uh, it kind of did. Like I, like I, oh, I felt like he was Ted Nugent, and then Rev Run kind of lightened his image and gave the background and said, well, "He does all this, this, and this shit." And it's like you could probably do that with Ted Nugent. Fuck that nigga, man. But, <laughs> uh, well, before I move on, Ant, did you have something that you on a uh, Mr. Rock? <laughs> Where I mean, it's going. It's a half backwards thing leading to sports or something that we didn't discuss in the pod yet, but we talked about before. It's more in the sense like you really got to know who your allies are. When your allies really mm-hmm. do things that you know, you don't have to prime them into. You don't have to give them awards. They just do things out of the kindness of their hearts, and they think that it's the right thing to do. Um, I know because, like I said, off off pod we had a discussion about who was it Steve? Uh, was it was it Steve Kerr? Or was it Pop? It was it was Steve Kerr. Okay. I said it and then I left because Joe was being a dick that day. But it was Steve. <laughs> but it, it was Steve. But I think Steve Kerr and Pop. But, but that's what I said. I think Steve Kerr and Pop are really about that life. But go ahead. Yeah. Right. That's and, what we're saying. And that's the whole thing. They 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 aren't like they aren't like pleading African Americans or looking for our support. They're just like you know what, this is the right thing to do. And right. this is it's what the right thing to do. And um, I work with all of these niggas. <laughs> Niggas, niggas making me millions. No, but no, but they don't. They don't okay. like, oh, no, I, you know, I work with black people, so I want to be supportive. Like they're like, no, it ain't. Like, I work with black people. It's black people, people. Are the reason that I'm a multimillionaire. But whatever the okay, no, I, for I'll, decades, I'll, I'll even, I'll even agree with Joe. So fine, sure. but whatever the whatever the reason is, whatever the catalyst is, I wish that would work on more white people then. Oh, yeah. White people oh, that definitely. become multimillionaires based on black people. So the fact that these let let Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich be the blueprint. All right, my, my bad, not to cut you. And no, 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 you wasn't going to cut. I was just fine with that interjection. Like I said, more than anything, it's like I don't. It, it, not worried about like their 
the acumen as coaches or whatever that they do. It really comes down to quite simply like they like like Kerr didn't have to give those tickets to his family. Didn't have right. to. Like you said, you could talk about well the quality of the game or so on and so forth. Like no one has to do anything, but he figured that this yeah. is the right thing to do. Let me yeah, go ahead and do this. Trayvon Martin's Trayvon Martin's parents. They, it, it, for for people who do not know, Steve Steve Kerr um gave tickets to Trayvon Martin's parents. He said, hey, your son passed away some years ago. My team is trash. We got these extra tickets. How about y'all come through? We playing the heat. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I mean, it, it was a weird headline. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit didn't even seem like it deserved to be a headline. That's the only reason I'm clowning it, because that's some shit you do on the slide. Like, oh, trade my mom, parents. But did, that's not the first time that they've been invited to games or at games. Though. I know. That's so, what I'm yeah. saying. It ain't so you're right. Like, like, in, that, in that way, it, you're right. But I whatever. always, I mean, always get a side out of shit when they get, like, publicized and it's kind of like some old regular ass shit. How many kids with, like, leukemia and how many, like, grown-ups with, like, Down syndrome get tickets to games? How many folks that lost? I mean, it was like, why is this a story? You know what I'm saying? Especially when the team is shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, well, we invite to the finals, nigga. That's you know probably why it was a story, though. Like, I, I, so it, in your cynical mind, you have to under, then follow the facts. Golden State Warriors, who are a national brand now, international brand now, because of how much they were winning, they're not really good at basketball right now. If you're the PR team, what do you what do you put put out? You put out a story like this. Yeah. All I'm waiting to see is when uh, the Gardner family, those that are still alive, get invited to win uh, the Knicks play uh, Golden State. That'll be cool, man. I'm just like, yeah, I'm thinking about everybody in the past. Fucking, yo, them niggas is a joke, man, Steve. All them niggas, the stars, they, they be in the game and shit. Clay, Steph, all them niggas be there all fucked up and shit. Just thinking about, they be shooting craps and shit on the side, nigga. They're like, yo, what we gonna do? Yo, yo, Steve, you should fire any niggas that had lost somebody on, like, gun violence, especially by the police or some shit, or just whatever, and just invite them niggas. You're like, word, yeah, shit, nigga, why not? You know what I'm saying? Yo, man. I mean, it's this is this is a joke of a season, you know, for them. And them niggas is just having fun knowing that they're going to get a high pick. You know what I'm saying? And Steve Kerr happy as shit because he the most Teflon coach in the fucking league right now. You know what I'm saying? He can't do no wrong. He can show up to that shit drunk with his dick out and just start pissing on the floor backwards, nigga. And, yeah, right. and he, you know, he's still going to get some votes for coach of the year. You know what I'm saying? If them niggas get 10 wins. Yeah, you know I mean, but um, nah, man, we need to get off these sports, man. We, I mean, <laughs> we lost the sport. We yeah, talking nigga. about <laughs> yeah, you took it there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but nah, but you know, Hardy, uh, God bless and fuck you, Kid Rock. Um, a couple things over the weekend again, just to go back. Uh, oh, what was that? Um, my bad. That was my kids. Um, Black Friday. Which actually something I used to always partake in Black Friday, and then we had Cyber Monday that happened yesterday. Uh, so from what I saw, and I'm just want to run down the numbers. I'm always fascinated at the why people going crazy over Black Friday. Black Friday's uh, spend a record 7.4 billion in second law and second largest day on um, second largest day for sales, and then I saw for Black for Cyber Monday, it hit the record uh, 10.2 billion dollars. And sales for Cyber for Cyber Monday. So I don't know. I really didn't. I'll just go first because I really didn't partake. So I really didn't partake too much in Black Friday. I just ran to Walmart, got a couple of things and shit, got a video game. And that was really basically about it. But I know you guys really partake in Cyber Monday. 
And um, or even maybe Black Friday online. Like, did anybody buy anything crazy? Anything? Anybody see anything that they was just going crazy over that they bought? I mean, I saw some shit that was out there, and I didn't do it. Like that Ninja Foodie that was going for two hundred. Oh, it was one oh nine. It was one oh nine on Amazon, and I waited all day, and I was like, man, I'll get that shit tomorrow. Some shit, and it never dropped from below one eighty nine since then. And I'm like, the fuck, man. I was I dumbed out off of that, but. I really didn't buy anything, and I've just been telling people, man, I don't, I haven't even felt like buying anything. Oh mm-hmm. God, I haven't. Like, I only feel like buying gifts or anything like that, y'all. Good. Friday shit. Yeah, this is one of the first years I ain't really uh get shit for Black Friday or like Cyber Monday. Um, I don't know. I just, I really just went like feeling like I mean I seen some deals and shit, and it was like cool, you know what I'm saying? But nothing really moved me and shit, and. I was kind of like buying shit like last month that I kind of like wanted when I wanted it. I probably could have waited safe like maybe like 10, 20 percent or some shit. But I mean, usually I'll buy some shit just to buy it. But ain't nothing really moved me. I'm kind of good, yo. I want something, I just get it because I mean, that's that's probably me. Yeah, that's probably what I was thinking. I mean, to me, the illest shopping day. It's like Amazon Prime Day and shit. Facts. <laughs> that's my shit. I, mean, I, go, I go copping for then. Like, that's like the middle uh, of June or some shit. Like, yo, but Ant, you was camped out for them TVs, bro? Absolutely not. Right. <clears throat> no. You know, you know, I mean, I, I guess maybe it's because, like, when you get older, like, Black Friday just doesn't hold this. I mean, if, uh, some people, it is significant, but it's like, when you're into, like, technology, and computers and phones and all other stuff like that. I mean, you're going to find a deal for like what you're looking for sometime, like anytime during the year. I understand like Black Friday is like good for like electronics and shit like that, but you you generally find a good deal if you like just are patient and the opportunity comes and you're ready for it. You're going to have it. Like, I know a friend of mine went to Best Buy and he he said that he was lined up there. He wanted to get something. He wasn't even trying to get all the other shit. He was trying to get one little thing. He ended up getting it. But he was lined up because they had, I think it was like a 50-inch Samsung smart TV for like $199. It was a good deal. Great deal. Mm-hmm. So he said once the doors open, he saw people busting up in there. He said the one thing that he remembered, it was like the six foot five, like 290-pound dudes who literally took four TVs put two under each arm, gave them, like, to the people that was waiting in line, I guess, with them, and they just went out and bought them. I'm like, I'm, I'm not really that, like, enamored with consumerism. Like, if some shit I really want to get, like, I'll, okay, I'll get it. I need to find a good deal for it. I'll find a decent one, one that, that's going to take a good amount of it off, but I'm not going to, like, be waiting out in the cold for hours upon hours for some shit, shit. I like it. Nah, I'm a consumerist, that. and I would never do no shit like that. Yeah. Fuck I mean, that. In fact, in fact, is these niggas already had like as far as Best Buy and they been had like they pre Black Friday deals the same fucking deals. Right, and that's so just for shit. niggas who don't know how to use computers, yo. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> shit, it's what it is. Shit, man. analog ass niggas, man. No matter hear about them niggas no more. Yeah, like there's deals to be had. Like you don't really gotta go crazy and wild out for that one day. Like if if you really want something, you're going to get it. You're not gonna wait till Black Friday or whatever. Like I said, like we we always talk about our phones and everything else like that. Like we're not gonna wait till Black Friday to get the newest phone. Once it comes out, we're just gonna go ahead and get it. Fuck it. We're not gonna be like okay, it it it'll drop by 
I know it's coming out in February, but I'll wait till November. Like, nah, I want that shit and I want that shit now. So I'm going to go ahead and get it. So if you yeah. want a TV, go ahead and get it. And like I said, Black Friday, just one day, they always have shit for President's Day, 4th of July, whatever. There's always going to be something out there. So for people to bug out for that one day, I mean, more power to them, but that shit ain't me. Man, half the niggas get jerked on Black Friday and shit. Like, fucking, uh, like Brian said, niggas ain't that computer savvy and shit. Motherfuckers end up getting the shit that it ain't going to last that long, or the shit that's outdated tech, and niggas don't know the difference. No, well, that's what, that's what, it, that's what it really is. Yeah, my motherfuckers hit me up don't... all the time. Like, they be no, like, yo, Joe, good? look at this computer. This shit dope, right? And I'll be like, yo, that processor old as hell, you know what I'm saying? And they give you, like, four gigs of RAM. Like, at this point, don't get shit that ain't at least got eight. You know what I'm saying? And you want to do this? Well, what do you think about this? I'm like, nah, that ain't what you want, this blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? What about this camera? I'm trying to do some dope shit. No, that ain't that that that's a little camcorder, like cheap shit, blah blah. No, you 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 want like a you know it's it's just it's just different, man. It's, I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of motherfuckers get caught with like some shit. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, more power to you if you went out there and you needed something and you got a deal on something. Because when it comes down to it, a lot of motherfuckers don't need the latest greatest shit anyway. So that's if, that's another fact. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the things that um, one of the things that I found interesting, I saw a tweet. I believe it came from um, CNBC, it's, and it was related to uh, the Cyber Monday situation. But it was talking about shipping, and you know, when you get into this holiday season, you know, where a lot of companies like UP, well, mainly the companies UPS and um, FedEx, really start to ramp up and hire extra people. But with uh, the story, that, I don't want to say story, but the statistics that they were giving with Amazon being 40% of all e-commerce. And now since they're opening up, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they got one near Atlanta. I know they have one up here in, um, in uh, the Raleigh area. They have these uh, stations where they're now doing all of the, their deliveries. They were talking about the effect that Amazon now handling their own deliveries and then offering at sometimes even same day delivery or one day delivery. I know the, the, oh, yeah, the we got, oh yeah, we get we be out here all the time. Yeah. I be getting my shit. I'll be at work yeah. and be like, if I put my shit in before like noon, my shit That's might get time, hit right? Yeah. by ten. Right, but they were talking about the effect that that has on UPS and FedEx because initially when Amazon first started, they were using those, and now that they're now at us at at the size where they can really handle it themselves, they're literally mm-hmm. hitting at about 20% of the entire market. And as they grow and, and open up more hubs, that's going to dig into more of the FedEx and UPS. And I just found I just found the, the statistics interesting of how Amazon now taking a hold and saying, well, shit, we'll just do it on our own and mm-hmm. how that's going to affect UPS. That, and is that a, do we do, well, does that look like Netflix and Blockbuster that UPS and FedEx hasn't kind of caught up and said, well, if they're doing this, we need to counter that because we they're 40 percent of the entire e-commerce. And if we're losing that business, what are we going to do? I just well, found the, the t- statistics and everything. I mean, interesting. I'm just throwing it out there. That is interesting because I order shit from Amazon um, at least a couple times a month. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if I'm winning, I might get a few things like them every day in a week. And I got to say, at least maybe about a third of my shit is coming by, like, Amazon carriers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's something we might have to, like, wait and see. But, you know what I'm saying? They're going to try to – they already been trying to break up Amazon somehow, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, well, any that's conglomerate, they yeah. all, they're always like, that's why Amazon keeps on trying to branch out into different yeah. things. So, like, so, that, I mean, that's that, probably not going to work too good either. Yeah, I mean, we're going to just have to, like, wait and see. But I, I feel you, if they can keep getting, like, stronger and just delivering their own shit, then... Nah, yeah, it's man. just, I just, it was just, like I said, I just wanted to throw that, because, um, what was the other stat they had? Like, it was like two years ago, the Postal Service had delivered more than 60% of Amazon packages, and Amazon was only doing 15. Fast forward to now, uh, Amazon is doing 50% of their own packages. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just, it's cutting out, it's cutting the USPS as well. I'm sorry, US, UPS and USPS and FedEx, if, whichever ones they were using. So, it's just something that... I, thought was interesting that we should probably keep an eye on because it's going to affect those markets as well, especially if Amazon is going to keep growing and growing if they're already 40% of the market. So I just found that interesting. Um, this is, is going to be a crazy transition. <laughs> um, uh, let me pull that story up. Um, I think it was about maybe three days ago on Saturday, uh, legendary ability, excuse me, legendary actor, Billy D. Williams is breaking the gender binary. Known for his roles as Lando Calrissian in the 1980s Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back, the 82-year-old Hope is making 45, him- nigga. Hope 45, too, no doubt. That was the first beer I wanted to drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lady Sings the Blues, too, you know, as well, I believe. Um, the 82-year-old is making headlines for opening up about his gender fluidity. In a new interview, he uses both he, him, and she, her pronouns. He says, I say himself or herself because I see myself as feminine as well as masculine. He continues, I'm a very soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. I never try to be anything except myself, William said. I think of myself as a relatively colorful character who doesn't take himself or herself too seriously. And I'll be honest, I was confused by reading it. Call it Yo. my own ignorance. I just was, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I was, let me just say, off. <laughs> let me cut you off and say off top. When you, no, no, I'm, I'm looking right. at the list of topics, I'm going to say this. Alex been coming up with some great topics these past couple however long podcasts we've been doing shit. And this nigga sent a list in the group chat <laughs> that say gay Billy D. I'm like, what the fuck? And then when I read the story, just like he read the shit, the man like, hey man, you know him, her, she, me, we, whatever the fuck. It's all good. I'm like, you know, I ain't hyper masculine shit. And I read something where he said we called his quote 45. As fucking cringeworthy and shit, or something, you know what I'm saying? But you know, them shits was dope, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, shit, man, honestly, this nigga old as shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, Billy D, like 82 right now. I think that some young chicks or some shit got to him where they was breaking down like this LBQ, T, A, B, C, D, E, F, G shit, and they was like, they was like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this is a patriarchy and all this shit. And he like, word, word, you going to suck my dick if I start calling myself she? He's like, yeah, we're going to do it. Like, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it sounds like some young some young chicks then got to this nigga. I mean, well, I think it's less than that. Um, but it's like, I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with the, what Joe is actually saying, though. But I think it's a little bit even less than that. It was basically a non-statement, to be honest with you. You know, Billy D be knocking down things or was knocking down things and all the rest of that. And he's not flaming hot right now. He's not big in the streets. You know, his name mm-hmm. not ringing bells. Um, Star Wars is getting bigger right now. Lando Calrissian was just played by, um, what's his name? Donald Donald Glover. Donald Donald Glover. Like, and, and so he's not getting the same type of love and shine and respect. He didn't even get no time in that, in that movie. So it's like, you know, how do you get back in? And he's, I think he's really just 
trying to conform to what now is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you're Billy D. Williams, like, what is the main thing that you gonna have to look at and change your thoughts on? It's probably that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, man. I'm not the most for the nigga that was known as the most masculine in the world to be like, mm-hmm. you know, no, nah, I'm not the most masculine. You know, I could. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm cool with all y'all niggas who's half a fag. Like that's probably what he was thinking, yo. That's probably what he was thinking, yo. And yeah. so I don't really. I just think I, I think he just wanted. I, I think he wanted his his shine back, his love mm-hmm. back. You know what I mean? Get back on the in crowd. And this is what you had to do to get there, yo. And, I, and, and I'm I'm, I'm looking at something in this article about it says last year, uh, shortly after. A writer on Solo, that uh, that uh, Star Wars movie, confirmed that Kyrian was pansexual, uh, uh, being attracted to people regardless of gender or sex. Yeah. And then Donald Glover said, "How can you not be pansexual in space?" So I mean, I think this nigga That's is just all all of this like you know new age definitions of sexuality and gender fluidity and shit. That shit just happened to must have just happened to come into this nigga's you know world yeah, yeah. and shit. And he thought to himself, oh, yeah, that shit sound cool. And like you said, the nigga ain't hot, so once someone talk to him, they'll talk to him, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like weird how they put the man out there like that. But, you know, God bless, you know what I'm saying? Even if the nigga was knocking down niggas, you know, God bless. I mean, they can do what they want to do, but I don't believe none of that. It's just, you know, the nigga say he ain't, you know, you don't care what pronouns niggas use. And he's in touch with his feminine side, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Chicks love when you in touch with your feminine side as long as you ain't fucking niggas. You know what I'm saying? Word. You got it. How you feel about this, Anthony? Anthony knows about this shit. Billy D82. He can do whatever he wants. I don't care. Sorry. Look, I understand the whole purpose of gender fluidity. And if, if that's how he feels... No, bro. Wait, let, let, let me let me let me go deep into that. Pause. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> niggas be saying plausible shit just to say pause. Wait, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, why would he yo, so, say that right now? Go ahead. You said um, because Ann said something. You said you understand the purpose of gender fluidity. Let me get deeper into that. Yeah, let me get deeper into that. There, I know I did that on purpose. So explain that to me. Ugh. Quite simply, they always say sexuality is on a spectrum. Is it, you know, either either one way or the other. But whoa, most people, whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa! We talking sex- about gender fluidity. That's different from sexual sexuality on a spectrum. So you already fucked up. I'm, talking, I'm talking about sexuality. I don't care about. I don't care about being his gender fluidity. I mean, how, I mean how he feels is one thing, but his his organs are another. So I, I don't know how you how you ride the middle with that. I'm not certain. I, I think he's more talking about his emotional experience, not. Anything else? So how he can just say like, "Well, I'm kind of a man and a woman." Like, I don't think you can fit that shit in your license. And that's man, what, I'm here. To, that's what yeah. I was trying to understand. So you mean to tell me if I'm vulnerable with my wife, then I'm gender fluid? Nah, he's just trying uh, to be Landor Calrissian again. Yeah. I mean, pretty okay. much. I mean, as far as that, as far honestly, as far as that gender fluidity shit goes, that's just motherfuckers that have given into that whole there shouldn't be no damn gender role shit. And they like, yeah, just look at me as a person. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I mean, God bless if that's the way if you want it. It's like religion. You know, whatever the fuck make you feel good and shit, follow it, talk to shit, whatever. But it don't really mean shit at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It don't really mean shit at the end of the day. If it makes you feel good, good for you. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, fuck all that shit, though, man. Like, 
right, let's move on to we can move on to some fly shit. Um, you know what? Let's act, let's start with the Irishman because I I haven't seen it, but mm. he's a wild yeah. nigga, b. <laughs> b uh, nigga, you were you. I didn't have three hours. You, you were a grown yeah, ass man, y'all. Nigga, your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. Directed yeah. by who? You know what I'm saying? This is probably. I mean, that nigga made a lot of movies. This probably is. It's in his top ten. Yeah. I, I've been hearing. I've been hearing. I had one person. Y'all could get into it, and I'll just step aside. But I, my man hit me, and he said, "Yo, I said, yeah, yo, I didn't like boss. that shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man hit me. He was like, "Yo, I didn't like that shit." I was like, "Why?" He said, "I thought this shit was the Irishman. I thought it was gonna be a story about Jimmy Burke." Cause you know, in uh, Goodfellas, Jimmy Burke is, yeah. is uh, Irish. And I was like, "Damn, B, so you ain't like the movie because it wasn't about Jimmy Burke." And I don't know what the movie's about, but I'll let you go ahead. And tell I'll you tell you what the movie was about, nigga. The movie was about this fucking Irish motherfucker that was delivering meat and shit on a truck, and he got um he got brought in by the uh, Italian mob and shit. Because, I don't know, they thought he was, like, loyal and shit because he ain't snitch on nobody when he went to trial. So they started fucking with him, and they started using the niggas like a hitman and to do, like, little tasks for him and shit. And then he kind of got passed off to uh, the late, great Jimmy Hoffa and shit. You know what I'm saying? He was the king of the fucking um, labor um, union and shit. And that's pretty much what the movie was about. It was about his ties to, like, not to give the shit away. So it's based on the true story. Um... It's basically this Irish dude who got brought into the Italian mob and shit, who was a hitman for him. And he started working with uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and shit went from there. I mean, I don't know if we want to go any deep into it, but the movie had a lot of um, um, real-life like mob figures and shit. And it was kind of dope, because Scorsese kind of, even with like just cameos or like these real like mob figures, he would show you how the motherfuckers died or this, that, whatever, just like words on the screen, but... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what the movie was about. This real life of um, Irish, fucking Irish American hitman and shit that worked for the mob. I mean, yeah. it wasn't much more than that. And um, like I said, Jimmy Hoffa was a heavy character in it. And I forget exactly what uh, Joe Pesci, Pesci's name was. I mean, it was a great movie because it's Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. And them motherfuckers acted their asses off. And Ray Romano. And you sat and watched it. Yeah, and Ray Romano. Romano I, thought that was dope. I thought that was dope. Yeah, and you sit and watch them act their asses off, and you forget that they're who they are. Like, it's hard for a lot of people. Most times you see somebody on the screen, and you're like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to see Tyler Perry outside of the dress. You know what I mean? Like you know the like those motherfuckers, they became those characters. Icons. Yeah, but Pacino was Hoffa in the shit. I ain't see, I ain't see Scarface and shit. I ain't see Michael Corleone. You know what I'm saying? I see Coach from fucking Any Given Sunday. I see Cinema. I saw that motherfucker as Jimmy Hoffa. The other motherfuckers I said that did that shit is and and now I because now that you watched, you gotta. I, I want to know if you agree with me. I think Forrest Whitaker did that too, shit for me too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I'm watching that shit, I, I, I have a hard time believing that's not how Bumpy Johnson was. Yeah, and, it, and it's ill because thinking about, because um, one of my biggest, like, it's one of the biggest, like, uh, portrayals of, like, Bumpy Johnson before was probably Hoodlum with, like, Lawrence Fishburne. And Lawrence Fishburne don't look shit like fucking uh, the nigga Forrest Whitaker, but you yeah. watch Godfather of Harlem. This nigga is Bumpy Johnson to you within like the first like minute of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
Jets and you never go back. Fact, yeah, in fact, he looked more like fucking Bobby Johnson than uh, the nigga Lawrence uh, Fishburne yeah, did too. Yeah. yeah, and it was. Are we still talking about Irishman or are we going? Nah, we could probably transition to Godfather Home because you said it was the last episode for the for the break or for the season. For the, for the season, it was a ten episode season, oh. and that show was mad fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just gonna be Bumpy Johnson and the fucking uh, 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 Italian mob and shit, but it was really Bumpy Johnson, Malcolm X, and Adam Clayton Powell Jr. and shit, mm-hmm. and just how the inner workings went. I mean, they dramatized what they dramatized, but. You know what I'm saying? They took a fair amount from like facts and shit, and it was just uh, it those ten episodes. It was getting to see Malcolm at that point where um, he was kind of on the verge of breaking from the Nation of Islam because they was kind of jealous of how far he was going and shit. And Bumpy coming home trying to reclaim his piece of Harlem from the Italians and shit, and playing both sides of the fence and. Giancarlo Esposito, it's always a treat to see that motherfucker do shit. And he uh, he brilliantly played um, Adam Clayton Powell. And it was cool. I was saying this before, um, I think before the podcast, but like watching the Irishman and shit, um, um, it was like kind of the same time period. Well, part of it was like the same time period as uh, the end of the uh, Godfather Harlem shit when Kennedy got killed. And they both talked about um, how the Irish mob, like, you know, Set up Kennedy to kill him and shit because fucking Italian the uh, mob. Italian mob, just sorry, Italian mob set up to kill him pretty much because he didn't make good on promises that I think his father um, kind of gave to the mob to like yeah. get Castro out of here and like get these motherfuckers like more power and shit. The first thing they did was you know had them niggas prosecuted with uh with Robert Kennedy, you know, RIP to that motherfucker too. But um. Yeah, it was it was dope, man. We got to see Kennedy get killed in both them shits, the Irishman and uh, the Godfather Holler. And uh, now, nah, I mean, it's dope. If you ain't seen like that ten episode season, yo, watch that shit. You know what I'm saying? Binge watch that shit on the fucking Saturday morning to the afternoon, and go out and drink and you know get fucked up and shit. But uh, and also fucking take three and a half hours out your day to watch the Irishman because that shit was lit. You know what I'm saying? We didn't give away, like, the whole story or nothing like that, but, I mean, it's it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's Scorsese shit. You know what I mean? Niggas was kind of old. You know what I'm saying? That's my only knock. Like, it ain't no good stuff. And they, they look at, I, heard, I had some people tell me that they see young. Yeah, okay, one thing I didn't, yeah, one thing that, one thing I didn't like about the Irishman was that when Robert De Niro first got put on by, um, um, the, the the Joe Pesci character and shit. Uh-huh. Motherfuckers called him kid and Robert De Niro, even though they put the makeup on him, a nigga still looks 60. But I think he's supposed to be more like 30 and shit. That kind of got me, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's still playing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, I didn't think about it till I'm like, okay, he called him kid. Let me check these years. I was like, yeah, this nigga don't look like he's 30. He probably like about maybe a white folks 45 at best. He ain't like he was 27 like that, but. Yeah, no, nah, I mean that that's pretty much the only thing. Like Robert De Niro was kinda looking old when he was supposed to be a little younger, but most of the shit played out when they was like yeah. kinda older niggas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ain't it don't, it don't fuck up the story. I mean, this is definitely like behind Goodfellas and like of fucking Raging Bull and other shit. But it's just probably it's definitely Scorsese type I don't shit. know. I don't no, know. I, didn't, I didn't even see it, I'm gonna say that. It's not it's <laughs> Okay, so it's gonna be behind Goodfellas for me personally, but I don't know if it's behind Raging Bull. Oh, it definitely is. Raging Bull is a classic. 
All right, well, we can have that argument other times. Because, er, yeah, Raging Bull is a classic, but I don't know that Irishman is behind Raging Bull. Okay. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to, um, before we, because I know we want to wrap up soon, I want to definitely take some time. And I don't know if anybody saw it. Um, maybe Aunt, you saw it, but Queen and mm-hmm. Slim. Oh, this nigga is the worst. <laughs> you can mute that. Yo, hey, did you see Queen? Oh, did shit. I'm sorry. Queen? No, I thought I was muted. I, I, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> yes, sir. Damn good movie. Word. And that was the review of Queen and Slim <laughs> by, <laughs> by the good brother Ed. It was a damn good movie. No, it just came out, so I don't know how much I could really like say about it for people. You don't got to give it away. Like, you I know. mean, just do, do like I did with the Irish, man. Yo, like, just break it down. I think we all kind of know like the premise or something, I guess. So you could break down the premise. Look at that. I mean, you know, I got Jason's lyrics, Phil, but maybe I didn't see it, so you can elaborate on it more. It's like, it's like, mm, it's like the black Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. Something, something happens and they go on a run and they fall in love and so on and so forth. I can't really say anything about the ending because it'll spoil okay. it. But I mean, it's I mean, it was a really good movie. Um, amazingly shot. The the girl, the the woman, uh, can't remember her actual name, but she's gorgeous. Um, the other guy, Daniel Kule. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I, I was having difficult pronouncing his last name. Like, he's a star. He's been a star. Uh, I, I want to see him do a whole lot more because, I mean, what the past few movies he's been in. I mean, I mean, he's definitely shown out. So what you have this Get Out, Black Panther, uh, I think Widows. The the guy he just he just a, a hell of an actor and to see him in his part. And, the way like they just so expressive towards each other and the film, the cinematography and so on and so forth. I mean, it's a really good movie. You get a chance you go see it. I really want to say more, but like I said, it just came out, so I can't really yeah. get into like the plot and the summary of it. But it's like I said, it's yeah. definitely the trailer yeah. looked beautiful. I can't I wait. Yeah. I hope it gets. I hope that this movie got. I hope that this movie. Got shown overseas so I could see, get like a good rip with Chinese letters. Uh, cause I don't yeah. think I'm gonna go to the theater to see it. Cause I hate but yo, I got a question though. What is I got this? a question. Do you think that they've been selling us um, as black people movies using using cinematography? Like look at all look at the look at the movies that they've been selling us. Um, what's the James Baldwin book? That they had made a movie on Bill uh, Street. On Bill, Bill Street could talk. Right? It was good. It was a really solid movie, but it was heavy in this one type of cinematography. Same thing with Queen and Slim. Um, and I'm thinking about another movie and I can't think of the name of it right now. I think um, I know I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Um I think the style, I mean, I like the style, the way it highlights like you know, black folks and shit. <laughs> Me too. But they, they might have I, just figured out what we like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think folks should, should like, like a music talk, video. Well, not really like a music video, but I mean, I know what yeah, you no, mean. Yeah, not like and, a music video. That's not what I'm saying. No, I mean, I think the way they 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 shoot it, it makes 
Mm-hmm. Black people look artistic and aesthetic. Like, we like the aesthetic. aesthetic. Yeah, we like I like the aesthetic mm-hmm. of those movies. And yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. um, when I saw the Bill Street Bill Street could talk fucking trailer, yeah, and just the way like it looked, I was like, oh God, I gotta see this. This is like right. fucking beautiful. And the same with Queen of Slim. And I think I don't know, I think maybe the same thing with this movie Detroit that came out a while ago. I think yeah, and there's this film. other movie and I see it in my head and if I if I could say it, y'all gonna be like, Yeah. Cause it just came. It was it's within the last year or so. It came out too, and yeah. it's all the same. Like this dude, um, this this black dude who, you know, that started hanging out with the white people, and ended up killing the white girl. You know what I mean? It was based on an old mo- old book as well. And yeah. I read the book, and that's why I watched the movie, and it was really good. But I, I fuck that shit. But I'm just saying they've been selling the cinematography. They've been what, selling the artistic. Movie? Was it on uh, HBO? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't it um, Invisible Man? Say it one more time. Invisible Man? What's that, that what you just said? Yeah. I, I don't think it was. I, maybe it might have been Invisible Man, but I, I know it was based on a book that I, I had read. It might be Invisible Man, Joe. Uh, don't yeah, get me to. It was because that was a Ralph Ellison book and they had like a, a new spin on it. Like yeah. more modern. Yeah, but That's Invisible it. Man, the, the Ralph Ellison book was, was a little bit, um, was way different than that. Right, but it kind of had the same. I, I, I get your point about it. I think the thing that you keep saying it about it being cinematic is yeah. that you, you don't, you never over the, the years had a lot of um, black actors and cinematographers. So whenever mm-hmm. they get their text, like they want to put their kind of floors on it. Like, like, like Spike Lee always has that one tracking shot where the guy's standing still, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. flourish. I think when, like we got like new talent and stuff like that. We have um like uh like like Lena like Lena wants to try something different, but she wants to put her own image and expression upon it. That's like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just so cinematic, like like kinda like um um like Moonlight. I wow. thought I, I thought it was a pretty good movie, but like the, the way the colors were, the way the I never watched happened. Moonlight. I never watched yeah. that shit either. Because niggas was fucking. And like, I don't know what the, niggas was fucking. Like, what, what you said is the same thing. A director wants to put a particular way about, like, this is my movie. That's the way Barry yeah. Jenkins wants to do it. I'm I'm pretty but sure I that. You know, saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that shit. I appreciate that shit. Like, Native Son is the name of the movie. Native, Native Son. Son. Okay. Yeah. Not Invisible Man, it was Native Son, yeah. Native Son. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. I knew it wasn't the Ralph Ellison book, because I was like, I know that that, but you, you were on the right track, because it, it, it's Native Son, which is another book. Um, I can't even remember the writer, but that, yeah, but they did cinematography in that one. Another really good movie, though, if you guys want, want to get a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. But nah, man, that shit, I mean, I, I like that style, like, the, like let's say the trailer grabbed me and shit, it's like, oh, look at my beautiful black people looking all beautiful and right. cinematic and shit. You know what I'm saying? Under the right lighting and shit like mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Meanwhile, Alex wants to make the next fucking uh, rom-com and shit, like that shit. Did you finish uh, watching that Romney, Malco, fucking uh, yeah. Lita, DJ, yeah. Holiday, uh, um, Holiday whatever the hol- Rush? Yeah, I forgot. Hol- yeah, that's exactly what it's called. It's called Holiday Rush. Holiday Rush. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that soon, though. Watch, watch man, watch that, like, closer to Christmas, so you... That's what I said. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it closer to Christmas, because I want to save some of these Christmas movies, you know what I mean? So when I mm-hmm. just could chill and be in the Christmas mood and all that. 
I just saw the beginning of this shit and I was like, yo, there's some terrible acting and shit, yo. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yo, I'm about to be the biggest, yo, I'm DJ, I'm the biggest DJ in New York. Kids are spoiled as shit. Christmas movies, they don't take a long time to make them. They're not going to spend a large budget on a Christmas movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Take three weeks and get it out there, and everybody will look at it and watch it. Everybody's in that whole quote unquote hallmark move. Um, two things. One, her name was, I just want to make sure we give her the right light. Jodie Turner Smith was the um, female lead in Queen of Slim, and um, Richard Wright wrote um, Native Song. Just so if anybody's yeah. looking for that book yeah. and the things like that, for some of the things that we speak about, definitely want to give y'all a, the information where to find it or who wrote it so you can look it up yourself. Um, one of the other things that we so Netflix always comes out with other strong black leads for each month. And this month they put out um, Malcolm X class act, love and basketball. Whoa, whoa, class act, nigga. <laughs> class act. Class act, Catwoman, Queen of the Dam. They, those are actually all out right now. They, they dropped on uh, the first tomorrow. Tiffany Haddish, Black, uh, black Mitzvah drops tomorrow. I think tomorrow's the third. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, let's see what else. The last OG season two is coming. Greenleaf season four, Astronomy Club, Family Reunion, Christmas, and uh, Private Practice season one through six. I, I vaguely remember that. And then closing out the year with Kevin Hart, Don't Fuck This Up, his comedy special well, dropping all on the about that class act, nigga. What they say in Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing, to die meant to have a sexual orgasm. Okay, I'll never forget that. Yo, shout to the shout to the females in that in that shit. Uh, who was it? It was the the chick fucking uh, what's the chick from from uh, Hillary Banks and shit from uh, her and they had the the chick uh, Ricky Karen, chick uh, from Karen uh, Parson. yeah Karen, Karen Parsons and the other chick, the ghetto black chick that was uh the, the chick that played Ricky uh, baby mama and shit from uh from what's that shit? Boys in the Hood, same bitch. I think that's the same bitch. Yeah, same same chick. Yeah, man. They was good in that, y'all. They was good in that. It's good movie and shit. It's class act, nigga. Class act, nigga. And Malcolm, Malcolm X is there, too, but class act, nigga. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm X is there, too. Class act. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Oh, Black Widow trailer drop. There's a movie that's not coming out until May, but you know Marvel likes to start early and get the trailers out there for all of their mar- their big movies coming up. I don't know, did um anybody get to see it? I know I just dropped it in the group chat today. I don't know if anybody saw it. And I'm not no, a big comic book I'm, person, but you know it's I'm, a Marvel I'm, I'm, movie, so Yeah, I love the Marvel shit. I ain't watched the trailer yet. I know Ant watched it. Yep. How was it? Was it lit? It's Marvel, so it was lit, right? It's, it's Marvel. I mean, they don't they they don't make shitty trailers. It. It's enough to get your attention. Right. Yo, before we get out of here, though, I want to say, um, since Malcolm X is on Netflix along with Class Act, Class Act, Class Act, um, since you, since Ant, you've seen the whole season of Godfather Harlem, and you've seen dude that played Malcolm X. He also played Malcolm X, like, in uh, Selman shit. That was more like a cameo shit. Seeing that nigga play Malcolm X the whole season and thinking about Denzel's Malcolm X, whose Malcolm X did you like better? Denzel's. But it, I, I think this guy embodies a particular point in Malcolm's life a yeah. little bit better. But but the yeah, fact that right. you know, he fell from from you know from Detroit Red to Malcolm X, that's the big difference. Yeah. But I mean yeah. I mean the guy yeah. really X role. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's right, because that's one thing I've been thinking the whole time, because the dude really bodied it in this show, and I was kind of like, damn, is he doing it better than Denzel? But then I got to think, he had 10 whole episodes to play Malcolm and shit, and Denzel, like you said, he had one version of Malcolm. Yeah, yeah he, he had 10 episodes to play one version of version, Malcolm. Yeah. But um, nah, that's great. But yeah, definitely check out Malcolm X if you ain't seen that shit in a minute. I watched that shit a couple times a year and shit. So I remember to stay woke and, you know, fucking hate these white folks and shit. Or not even hate them, just, you know, keep my eye on them motherfuckers at all times. But um, yeah, it's been a dope-ass podcast, yo. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, just a couple of things real quick. Shout out to Remy. Her assault case involving Brittany Taylor has been dropped. And, uh, you know, just an now never ending, uh, you know, Beyonce versus Rihanna. Rihanna becomes the first black woman to spend over 200 weeks on the Billboard charts. Salute to Rihanna. We waiting on that album, baby. We waiting on that album. Uh, anybody got anything else? I'm about to go to Rihanna Instagram. I ain't been there in weeks. Montrezl okay. Harrell is number two in bench scoring. In the league, 18 Word. points again. And yeah. Kelly Oubre is looking like a motherfucking G next to Devin Booker <laughs> in Phoenix. They so started it's losing. Like, it's all they, they started, You said they stopped losing? They started. Oh, 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 oh. It ain't his fault, nigga. How you know? He a G out there. Oh. I seen him. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I bet you Montrezl Overall, without even looking, I bet you Montrezl Overall has more points, more more rebounds than this nigga. Um. Uh, I don't know about all that. I mean, he's a big, so he probably would. But yo, damn, <clears throat> Rihanna with a pool. I'm seeing this pool. He's a big. Oh, he's he got more points. Oh, no, I already like this. Damn, I ain't oh, this mad bitch. Nah, so I was re- referring to rebound. More than the points. Um, so I'm trying to every pod just close out with a good quote, and I have this one: the person who tries to keep everyone happy often ends up feeling the loneliness. Post that I like. Um, but as always, say it again. I didn't hear it. Uh, the person who tries to keep everyone happy often ends up feeling the loneliest. That's why Lionel Richie bitch ass is lonely as a motherfucker. (laughs) Fuck that nigga, guy. It's like in a song, hello. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. He trying to find somebody. That's why he's a lonely ass nigga, man. Right, man. And one well, of my favorite a- quotes, one of my favorite movies, Poetic Justice and shit, Tupac was sitting next to Janet and they was going back and forth. And he said, you believe once a month like the rest of these hoes. And that's something they need to keep in their head and shit. And they get too sprung on the check. But as always, go ahead, do your thing, Alex. <laughs> but as always, that is. Oh, you're going to get at us on IG at Better Than You Pod. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Fuck Stevie Wonder. Stevie What? what? We not co we not co signed that as a pod or a huge pod Fuck that. Yo, Fuck yo, before we go before we go, y'all seen Hustlers? I know this is late. Y'all seen Hustlers nah, yet? Nah, I, I watched that shit. That shit was dope. That shit that's was dope. Watch, that shit was I don't want to watch it because you used the words Oscar and Jennifer Lopez. And she maybe You she did say that. You did she, say that. No, no, they said it. And I watched oh, it and I see what and I see why they said it. She really bodied that role and shit. She bodied that role. Who was they? Watch Hustlers, yo. No, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. Shout out to Kiki Palmer. I forgot that was Kiki Palmer for like most of the shit. She was in there, yo. And it was dope. Them bitches was hustling, nigga. They was drugging niggas. 
getting the credit cards and all that shit. That that shit was fly. I watched Anna. I watched Anna the other day, man. It was about how she, you know what I mean? She was a a, a Russian spy. Yo, uh, Ant, did you see Anna? Yes. That shit's ill, isn't it? Actually, yeah. <laughs> she was real fucking good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. Like, I knew I was going to like it, but I didn't know it was going to be that ill. Like, that shit is, is ill. Is this on Netflix? Like, where is it? Nah, nah. It was in the movies, and now you can watch a good bootleg of it. Oh, okay. No, I don't think it's a bootleg anymore. It's probably on DVD now. I don't know. It was it was clear as shit where I watched it. Yeah, yeah Hannah is good. Yeah, we got to end this again. Yo. I just want to say the person who tries to keep everyone happy often ends up feeling the loneliest. You know what I'm saying? Why? <laughs> good job. Thank you. Well, it's true. Better that shit at the end and chop it. No, 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 this is it. We got to let it all run on and shit, because this is the real shit. We have these conversations. It's great. And that's what we share with motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? We got, we, we got a format, but, you know, shit. Fuck niggas that, just, niggas just heard that they should watch Hustlers and shit, because you got fine stripper bitches, drugging niggas, and they should watch Anna, because whatever the fuck them niggas said. I wasn't paying too much attention and shit. I was looking at Rihanna pictures on Instagram. But this is all great. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's what makes this podcast great. This is episode 45. And Alex, and, and this out again. Do, 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 you got another quote. Do it. Nah, you're <laughs> going to take the one shit back. Fuck that. Yeah, that shit was retarded. Think that relax. You almost got us canceled. Ah. Yeah. Astral treasure. Like, fuck this. God bless Stevie Wonder. Let something happen to him. Like, I'll be thinking about that shit. Like, a lot of these niggas be dying. I'll be like, all right, whatever. Yo, that means Let something happen to Stevie. I'll be mad as fuck. Top charts again. Somebody say bye, nigga, because this all shit all going to stay in. I, was, I, was, I know. But oh, I'm kind of mad because, yo. Do it again. No, we're not chopping none of this. This is this is the talk. Alex, go. End it, please. As always. Come on, Alex. Praise. Oh, you we need that. On. You got to be. Come on. Well, I As always. You always thank you for listening to the Better Than You podcast. You can catch us at Better Than You Pod on IG. We want all the love. We want all the smoke. Peace.